You are listening to the Life Tonic Podcast, your resource for intentional living and personal growth. This podcast is designed to inspire and motivate you to be your most glowingly brilliant self. I am your host, Joanna O, and I'm grateful for you tuning in today. Hi, everyone, and happy Monday, a little bit later in the day. Welcome to episode number four of the Lifetonic Podcast. I'm back for a solo episode after my amazing interview with spiritual mentor Aya Maraka, my dear friend from My Spiritual Diet, which was released in two parts. So if you haven't yet had a listen, maybe you can, you know, treat yourself to some extra tonic thoughts this week and tune into episode three. I've had such positive feedback on this episode and I'm feeling so inspired from other positive responses in general that have been coming in this week from potential guests that I've approached to be on the podcast. So there's a lot to look forward to and I cannot wait to share more. I actually started recording this episode on Sunday morning after a pretty busy weekend. You know, yesterday was one of those high-speed productive days where a lot gets done, but perhaps one of those that is a little bit too fast-paced. So you get to Sunday morning thinking, oh, like, where did the weekend go? But Anyway, I'm pretty happy to be winding down with a cup of tea, my diffuser in the background shining this warm, soft orange light. I'm diffusing some neroli and white tea essential oil. I've been doing so much research into different blends and generally learning more about the amazing holistic benefits of different essential oils. So that's definitely something I'd like to explore more, maybe on the show, who knows, in the future. It's just an idea for now. Unfortunately, I clocked an issue with the sound midway through recording, which really, really bummed me out. Classic newbie to the sound tech, so I had to re-record some bits of this episode, but I like to think it ended up feeling very authentic. I actually think the episode ended up better than what I had initially planned. So the second time around, and the flow kind of just was there in a better way, if that makes sense. So I'm very happy the way things turned out in the end. So by the time this episode is out, we would officially be a week away from February. How crazy is that? This is the time of year when a lot of people will start feeling a bit wrapped up in the resolutions they made in the beginning of the year, maybe a little bit guilty, discouraged because they haven't kept to the promises they made to themselves. I was actually doing some journaling on Friday evening to end my week and I flipped back a few pages to January 1st when I had you know kind of reaffirmed to myself that yes I want to continue being the best version of myself possible and I had drawn a list of things both tangible and intangible ways in which I will achieve these ultimate goals and out of these can you guess which ones I stuck to the most well I'll answer that for you. The tangible ones, of course, because these were something I was able to manifest in the immediate future. You know, I said I want to dedicate time for myself and mindfully approach the activities that will help me grow. And I did. I focused on my body's response to things on a daily basis. I implemented new aspects in my routine to keep me grounded throughout the day. I directed my attention towards bettering myself and performing actions that contributed to this wellness space that I wanted to create for myself that I wanted to be in. Now, 
The intangible bits, on the other hand, the behavioral aspects, my trigger responses, those, you know, proved slightly more difficult to correct, to say the least. I was reading earlier this week that statistically the majority of people would give up on their New Year's goals by mid-January, according to studies, and that's because most people set goals for the wrong reasons. We're fueled by temporary enthusiasm. We you know, making reference to my episode from January 1st, where I talked about conscious commitment and intention setting versus resolution mentality for 2020. The thing is, there's a bit of a paradox here. Thinking back to these tangible and intangible things, commonly, we perform physical actions to align with the goals we set out for ourselves. For instance, I say, I will go to the gym every day in January. Of course, that's achievable. Carving time into my routine for meditation is achievable. But without an intention to project towards your future self, it remains just that, a physical action. So when setting these intentions, it was so helpful to draw the physical and mental side by side. Almost like, okay, what is sitting behind that action of going to the gym every day? Ultimately, I admit that I want my physical, my physical, my physicality, my physically, I want to physically experience the life of my dreams, correct? So then I start looking at other aspects that feed into that intention. For example, my relationship with the food I eat, the feelings associated with different exercise, my energy levels on different days of the week, what kind of movements suit me best on different days, what is my sleep hygiene like? It's so important to identify why certain physical expressions of our intentions are important to us in the first place, to look at what the greater intent to improve is. Because if we just stay in the physicality of it all, not having set the corresponding intangible intention to support that, we quickly start to actually use thoughts. You know, the the product of our instant gratification junkie self to help us resist and limit our progress. So in this case... You may be thinking, oh, the gym closes in an hour. I don't have time to work out. A product of mental resistance that in turn creates procrastination. Another thought may be, I want to be an early riser, but I also want to stay up and finish this Netflix show because it's freaking awesome. This creates self-sabotage. Yet another thought may be, I want to start a blog, I want to write a book, I want to have my own YouTube channel, but I'm not as good as this next person. This creates an environment for unrealistic expectations that paralyze you in your growth. This is what I call inner turbulence. By definition, our minds will resist everything we try and change at first. We are usually excellent at feeling stuck and unable to overcome the negative narratives we decide for ourselves. During those moments, our ego tricks us, literally tricks us into thinking that this is what we are. It tricks us into trusting the way we are now, no need to change. This consciousness is like a program that is running in the background of your mind in life. It has a tendency to take over. When we are in present and connected, the ego thrives in moments of self-doubt and confusion. When we aren't aware of our power, it's like it's there to reassert its power. This consciousness contains all of our acquired behaviors, our coping mechanisms, our mental strategies, 
and our conditioning. Prompt pop-up window here for you. This operating system can be upgraded and yet we continue doing what? Clicking the remind me tomorrow button because that's the easy way. When we set goals, we make a commitment to ourselves and then when we deliver to them, we produce confidence. But to build this up, we must first create habits and rituals to support our goals. For me, I want to adopt the mindset of a winner. I want to eliminate barriers and limiting beliefs. The trust that the universe is on my side and that my actions will help me align with my best self and inner warrior. So to align with this intention, I do meditate on a daily basis, speaking to this higher self, holding myself accountable for this committed action towards my dream. Every time my ego distracts me or I get carried away analyzing a situation or spending time in a place of judgment, for example, I bring myself back to this. I remind myself to this that this endless source of energy that comes from a place when my God is down and I'm being my authentic, perfectly imperfect self is where I want to strive to be. Personal growth is made up of positive habits that pertain to who you become over time. When we try and change our ways, our brain will resist. We make up excuses. We half-ass it. The easy stuff, instead of having the determination to keep going. You have to remember all our mind knows is the past. And the future that it thinks it knows is made up of assumptions based on the perceptions that we live through. In other words, we filter new information through old conditioning. Every day. We experience situations where our ego jumps to conclusions and we make judgments. When we blame the outside world, it's merely a reflection of our own internal state, yes. But the only way that our brain would ever behave differently is if we rewire it to choose new responses in the present. And how we do that is by reorganizing our goals, recognizing and breaking through blocks, almost like an action plan to move forward with purpose in order to achieve A, I need this route and take this and that action in my life. Lately, I've been working on developing techniques for finding my flow in my everyday, in my nine to five job, etc. Drawing on the principle that happiness and success are founded in our own perception. And like everyone else, I don't feel my most inspired and higher self on my commute in the morning, but I find my success and happiness again in my own perception connecting to that time I felt really good about my intentions about my progress and experienced overall well-being so for you maybe think back to that time you set your intentions your January goals maybe even your five-year plan that's identifying a moment in the past when you felt really in the flow when we experience that feel-good vibe is when we're experiencing alignment with whom we are. We vibrate to that frequency. We can then pin down all the thoughts and aspects that made you thrive and identify those recurring themes. That's conscious goal setting for the next big thing in your life. In the past, for instance, my brain had assumed certain limiting beliefs that were created from the situation I was in. This was some time ago now, before moving back to London about two years ago, I spent some time traveling around Europe and the US. I was working remotely and I had the amazing chance of working with so many cool new businesses and 
traveling around and attending events, getting my work recognized and even published while seeing so much of the world. And through all of that, I cultivated this anxiety that then permeated through nearly all of my experiences. It caused it was caused by the instability of not being fixed in one place, in one city, working freelance, trying to set up my digital platform, create curate at the time for those of you who have been following me for some time. And that was one of the things at the root of setting really unrealistic expectations for myself from fear of not succeeding because all of this responsibility that was suddenly riding on me for a business I wanted to create from the ground up was rooted in the thought of, I don't want to fail. So although I had the chance to do so much, I still felt anxiety around the unknown, the ever-changing landscape of my reality. Stress and worry became habitual. And this carried over into a mentality of having visions for the future of for instance, things that I wanted to achieve and embracing these sparks of inspiration only to drop them or end up not completing steps in the process out of fear that I was too lost or I had too many question marks unanswered to jump into something even more unknown. I literally became the roadblock standing between me and my goals. And this is another thing that can happen. We get fixated on getting there, believing that our growth is linear. We gain momentum, which is rewarded, and then we get upset. We feel angry with ourselves like, hey, isn't growth supposed to be awesome? I've been doing so much inner work and today I'm feeling stuck. Or I'm not supposed to feel uncertainty. I've spent so much time working towards this plan or idea. This is inner turbulence at its finest. Our mindset paralyzes us. We hinder our own growth because we expect it to be linear, like a steep, sexy curve pointing upwards. That's what everyone wants, right? Accepting that you can wake up and think about this for a second. You wake up and you know deep to your bones that today you are likely to not be in control of most of the external events that happen in your life. That can be pretty scary, right? And that is that is what you can control. But what is it that you can control? It's your feelings about those events and facts. We have between 60 and 80,000 thoughts a day. That's almost 2,500 thoughts an hour. There's tremendous power there. So shifting back to that time of uncertainty, every time that I got frustrated with something that was outside of my control, I was directing my attention outward instead of going a little deeper and looking at both the external and internal blocks that were holding me back. There's no escaping the process. So I learned a tough lesson of surrendering. And this shouldn't be a tough lesson, but it is. I settled into the process and I practiced directing that energy inward to what I could advance, to what I could impact through my own mind and actions, almost visualizing my success going forward. And through that, I struggled a lot with what I thought was impatience. I wanted to always do more of the jobs that I loved, but I'd wait to be commissioned as a freelancer. I would be sitting there waiting for an email or a meeting to be scheduled so I could advance. And it just felt like I was stuck in this waiting room of my own making. What happened here was every time 
that power I spoke about was shifted outside of myself, I lost control. And that was scary because we do it a lot and the ego loves it. You get stuck in this funnel of anticipation and worry and anxiety, an environment where the ego thrives big time. And this is what the ego loves to also make itself known and tell you, oh, poor you, things just seem to happen to you. You experience these thoughts and so your feelings and actions start to appear through the ego's lens. That's really eye-opening. However, it is the moment that you release, that you shift your focus, that things begin to happen effortlessly. We take control of our own story and we manifest our vision for the future. You can tell yourself, I now see that I have choices. I'm an active creator of my own experience. Old conditioning would make me believe that because myself was experiencing X in situation Y, I had no choice but to be exposed to it and to live through it. But those beliefs were never true to begin with. They were just an old programming that ran unconsciously in the back of my mind on a rusty old hardware. I didn't notice because I didn't pay any attention to myself. I didn't focus inward. And so nothing made any sense to me. Things just seemed to happen because I couldn't see my part in anything. But just because I wasn't aware of it didn't mean that I had no impact on what was happening. I did. In fact, I was an active creator of everything around me in my own reality. It's usually because we can't see our part in the situation that we begin to feel helpless. I now allow myself to spend time in a space of seeing how different situations I created could be different if I'd made a different choice or if I'd acted or responded differently. If I feel myself getting angered, and this applies to any one of us, if we feel ourselves getting angered, more often than not, we cannot change that thing, that person in the immediate situation who is angering us, but we choose to be reactive or maybe to make a balanced observation and just move forward. It starts with being honest with yourself and allowing yourself to see and acknowledge your actions, reactions, without negatively judging yourself, shaming yourself, justifying yourself. It means stepping away from blame and not using others' negative behaviors or the external world as an excuse for your own shortcomings. By looking inward, we can identify our lingering fears about our inability to achieve something when going into anything that is new and that we are in program to know how to respond to a lot of fear resurfaces through our thoughts and those fears are the fears that we learn as children from being uncertain because children don't see the absolute and so those fears get rooted in our subconscious I've met so many entrepreneurs, digital nomads, freelance creatives, CEOs who share a similar experience, who internalize the wrong narrative, setting unrealistic expectations like I mentioned earlier, like I must do things perfectly, I must always be productive. For others, it may even be a personal aspect of their life, like I will and you know I should never be rejected or if I ignore things they will go away that's one of my favorites it's a very popular one I will succeed every time I try etc etc growth is natural it's not uniform so the story of almost every entrepreneur started with small steps
if you were to talk about entrepreneurs. Anyone can be a pro runner or run a marathon, but you have to be willing to put on your trainers and just go for it. To give you an example, and that's only because I was reading about it this week, Jeff Bezos grew up in an average middle-class household, started by convincing people that selling books online in 1993 was going to be the next big thing. James L. Kraft, founder of Kraft Foods, began selling wholesale cheese door-to-door in 1903 in Chicago. You can't get much more of a humbling example than that. And so our biggest limitation in the way of us hacking our way to success, and I continue on the tech theme, I guess, today, is our thinking. If your thoughts are holding you back, try asking yourself, what is my limiting thought? Where did I learn this? What do I need to do to change this? Notice what goes on for you. What is sitting behind it? Like I said earlier, what are you trying to protect? Is it your ego? Are you trying to protect your ego? What are you trying to avoid or defend or control? If you want to control something, well, you can at least control your thoughts from what we've established. This unlocks this really amazing process of reaching your ultimate higher self goals. And it requires obviously consistency, just like when we want our muscles to be more toned, something I was mentioning earlier, the tangible and intangible and the physical aspect of our actions. The work is always ongoing with our minds, our body, our feelings, Your mind is a vessel for thoughts. It is the most powerful tool we have. When we become aware of how thoughts impact our feelings, we can in turn impact our actions, which are, of course, the driver of the results that we'll get. New thoughts create new habits, and they help us formulate new patterns which come in in difficult situations instead of acting through the ego consciousness. One of my favorite um, quotes from... Elizabeth, and I don't want to be too cliche about this, but Elizabeth Gilbert's Eat, Pray, Love. If you've seen the movie, good for you. If you've read the book, even better. I really recommend the book. It's amazing. So my favorite quote from this, uh, from from the book and movie is uh, from Richard from Texas, whom she meets at the retreat in India. And he says to her, you need to learn how to select your thoughts the same way you select your clothes every day. This is a power you can cultivate if you want to control things in your life so bad. Work on the mind. That's the only thing you should be trying to control. Beautiful. In progress, there are always moments of self-doubt and that doubt intensifies or diminishes in intensity depending on how much we advance. Aside from this week's exercise, you know, reminding yourself, remind yourself Actually, when it gets harder, it only means that you've leveled up. When you catch yourself overthinking a situation, letting your ego rule, obsessing over what you did or didn't do, release. And watch that vacuum being created because what happens when we create a vacuum and we release our thoughts of obsession, it's an opening, an open door for abundance to flood in and abundance of positive thoughts of positive drivers that will create the reality that you want trust the process and move forward clarity of mind will come to you and the habits that you are putting in place will be 
inevitably this integral part of who you're becoming, which is a true powerhouse. I want to end this episode by saying that I would love to know what inner work you're engaged in this month. Join me on the Life Learning Podcast Instagram. DM me, email me, send me letters. I would love to hear from you. Also join me for the upcoming intention setting cheat sheets and freebie worksheets that will be available very soon to support practices like the one from today's episode. I'm really excited to share those with you. Let's goal set. Let's keep grinding. Let's keep shining. I'm pretty sure that's a Kanye West lyric, but I'm just going to go with that. I wish you a wonderful week ahead and I'll speak to you soon. Little side note and further reading outside of this podcast, I would like to invite you to follow the Live Tonic Podcast on Instagram. Handle is Live Tonic Podcast for upcoming downloadables and freebies that will support some of the practices and exercises that we will discuss in the episodes. I aim to create there a community of like minded people and we can all inspire and support each other towards living our best life. So let's elevate our thinking and collectively motivate each other to reach those new heights. <laughs>